I've spoken about the Nuggets and other young cores a few shows back. I talked to you about the Lakers young core with Kuzma, Ingram, Hart, and Lonzo Ball. I also spoke to you about some of the young talent on the Celtics, as well as the Sixers young core. But the young core that I kept telling people, watch, don't sleep on, the Denver Nuggets. Denver takes out the Celtics. Denver has beaten the Celtics and the Warriors, the two favorites to meet in the finals. Jamal Murray drops 48 points on the defensive-minded Celtics. They're no joke. This is real. It's the cipher. Last night, the Nuggets beat the Celtics 115-107 to 107 behind Jamal Murray's 48 points. I'm going to say it again. Jamal Murray scored 48 points on the defensive-minded Celtics, who are not just a great team defense. They have talented individual defenders. Marcus Smart couldn't guard him. Jason Tatum couldn't guard him. Even Al Horford took a swing at trying to guard him. Jalen Brown couldn't guard him. This is the first guy that, as an individual, that I've seen torch the Celtics this thoroughly. But what's more important, in the bigger picture, the Nuggets now have victories over both the Warriors and the Celtics, the two teams favored to be in the finals. I've mentioned this before, that you have to watch this young core. When you look at Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, Nikolai Djokovic, Throw in a Trey Lyles, not to mention the guys that aren't playing for them with an Isaiah Thomas, a Michael Porter, one of the best six men in the league and Willie Barton. This team is loaded and what they've done. What's changed about them is they're playing defense themselves. They're competing better defensively. That's something they didn't do a year ago. Remember, this team's success shouldn't come as a shock. They won 46 games last year and missed the playoffs. They're back this season. The younger guys are a little bit better. The older guys are healthier, and they're playing team defense. They've got a unit where they're helping the helper. You can see the effort. They're competing harder, and more importantly, they're covering each other's backside. I like what I see from this Nuggets team offensively, too. The only complaint I have is, and I've said this before, As gifted a player as Djokovic is, he is unselfish to a fault. Right now, Murray and Harris lead the Nuggets in scoring, both averaging 18 a game. Both take about 15 shots per game. Djokovic, who is clearly their best all-around player by far, only takes 11 shots per game. He is averaging just under 8 assists per game. But when you shoot 52% from the field and 38% from three as a big, you've got to take more shots. You've got to be more assertive. But I'm not going to rain on the Nuggets parade. At the end of the day, they're eight and one, and they've beaten the two teams that are favored to be in the finals. I really think if they can stay healthy, not to mention add the guys that are out right now in Isaiah Thomas in-first-round pick Michael Porter, along with a healthy Barton. I don't think the Nuggets are going to just be content with winning a first-round series. I thought for sure they'd be in the playoffs, but even I have to admit, I think I've underestimated them. 
I think this is the young core that's going to be a problem. Not the Lakers, not the Sixers, but this team right here. They've got swagger. They play with attitude. And I think this team is not just on the rise, but once they hit the playoffs, they're not going to be a tough out. They're going to be a team that's going to go on a deep playoff run. Somebody that's favored to be in the conference finals, not going to be in the conference finals. If you're impressed with the Denver Nuggets, how can you not be impressed with the Toronto Raptors? The Raptors moved to 10 and 1 after defeating the Utah Jazz 124 to 111. This Raptors unit, this current roster is just balanced. But what's more important is you have two players that are having career years. Kyle Lowry, 18 points, 11 and a half assists, 50% from the field, 40 from 3. Sergi Baca, 18 points, seven and a half rebounds on 59% from the field. Ibaka has been a much more efficient player, but what's more importantly is he's operating more in the mid post, taking his mid-range jump shot, and he's rolling to the basket a lot more than he has in the past few years. This Raptors team has a nice blend of veterans with young legs. When you look at Sykem along with Anubi, both already gifted defenders, They've both become more offensive minded this season. I don't want to get ahead of myself and make a claim that the Raptors are going to go to the finals. But what I will say is with a healthy Kawhi Leonard, if they can avoid major injury, top to bottom, they have every element you need to not just give the Warriors a series, but to beat them. They're long. They're athletic. They have three elite defenders, actually four elite defenders they can score from three they also have a post game when you factor in what Leonard can do in the box along with Valanchunas this is a complete basketball team now it's early we're 11 games into the season and I've never been the biggest Cal Lowry fan let me keep it 100 on that I've acknowledged that he's a good player I never thought he was an elite player but the way he's playing this season I think Cal Lowry's playing at an elite level. And if he can sustain this along with the continued development of their younger players, including Van Fleet, I think the Toronto Raptors are not just going to have a deep playoff run. I think the Raptors are going to come out of the East. I think the true beast of the East is in Toronto. Spurs offseason. Ginobili retires. Tony Parker leaves in free agency. Kawhi Leonard forces his way out of town. And then your talented 22-year-old point guard who made all NBA defense, DeJounte Murray, he tears his ACL on October 8th, out for the year. What do you do? Well, Popovich does what Popovich does. I think Pop is basically the Belichick Of the NBA. He picks and plugs. And remember, the return for giving up Kawhi Leonard was DeMar DeRozan. And what does DeRozan do once he gets there? And I had no doubt. I thought DeRozan would play well for San Antonio. But I think what he's doing is even more impressive. 27 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds on 51% shooting. Then you've got Aldridge at 20 points, 9 rebounds, 45% from the field. They plugged in Bryn Forbes. Forbes gives you 13 points a game, 
Rudy Gay's been rock solid at the forward spot. 13 points, 8 rebounds. And what happens? You look up and the Spurs are right there in the standings in the Western Conference at 6-3. and three. This is what Popovich does. He uses his system, the system that's worked for him for 20 years now. This is what the Spurs do. They pick and plug. They're not the youngest team. They're a team full of veterans. Paul Gasol is still getting 17 minutes a game. He's still giving you seven points and six rebounds. Marco Bellinelli at 31, still giving you 12 points a game. Patty Mills at 30, still giving you 10 points a game, shooting 46% from three. This is what the Spurs do. We count them out because they're not the sexiest pick. And we've done this for years. And all fans have done this, unless you're a Spurs fan and you knew better. I looked at the the DeRozan-Kawhi Leonard trade, and I knew, obviously, Kawhi, the better all-around player. And I still thought, okay, DeRozan's going to do well. He's still going to put up numbers. He'll fit well into that system. I didn't doubt that he would fit. But I thought when I looked at the talent around DeRozan and Aldridge, and I just thought out and out, even without Murray's injury, I thought they just didn't have enough. I thought the Spurs were going to be a bubble playoff team. And so far, early into this season, Popovich has done what he's done for over 20 years. He's proven me and everybody outside of San Antonio wrong. This is what they do. Fam, I'm out of here because I've got to go do what I hope most of you have already done, which is vote. If you haven't voted, do so today. If you don't vote, don't complain. This question is from Dean from YouTube, or actually it's an, an opinion from Dean. Dean says, I disagree 100% with you on Dwight Howard getting into the Hall of Fame. He's a clown with a limited skill set and doesn't have much talent to begin with. He never took the game serious, so why should he get into the Hall of Fame? In terms of Dwight Howard's attitude or your perception of him, you might be right. He might be childish. Um, he, he may very well be a guy who's never taken the game serious. I, I won't really disagree with any of that. But what I will say is you're still talking about somebody who's three-time defensive player of the year, who's a six, I believe is an eight-time All-Star. Just on those two things right there, Dwight Howard's going to get into the Hall of Fame. And for all his limitations offensively, I believe he averages around 19 points a game for his career and 13 rebounds. So, yes, he's one of those guys. When you look at Dwight Howard, you think he could have been more. He could have done more. We're in agreement. But guess what? There are a lot of guys in the Hall of Fame that you can say that about. And they're in the Hall of Fame. I'm going off of numbers. I'm not going off of personality. I'm going off of production. I'm not going off of whether I like him or not. As a basketball player, with his basketball resume, never mind what you've seen over the last four or five years, talk about what you saw before the last four or five years. Because that guy, just on that resume alone, that guy, like it or not, he will get into the Hall of Fame. Hey, fam, remember, vote. Get out there and do your thing and vote. It's the Cypher. Next time.